Welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. With the Super Bowl in the books, I wanted to let you know about all of our coverage across the site. We have Kevin Clark, Robert Mays, Roger Sherman, and more breaking down every aspect of the game, including winners and losers, key plays from the game, and the halftime show performance. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube channel where Kevin Clark talked to Amari Cooper on Slow News Day, and Roger Sherman chatted with players from each team for their thoughts leading up to the game. Be sure to watch and subscribe to our channel on youtube.com slash The Ringer. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Julia Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. We are hitting many of our favorite corners today. Yes! We're going to get into deep real estate corner with Kylie and Chris Jenner's homes. We'll get there in a second. We're also going to be talking about dating timelines because Jennifer Lawrence is engaged mm-hmm. after a mere eight months of dating her fiance. Pete Davidson and Kate Beckinsale photographed together after she was had a hospital visit last week. There's the Oscars breakfast to check in on featuring Mark Ronson in a spring weight suit, despite it being winter (laughs) weather here in Los Angeles. And we got best friends down under. Maybe you can guess who that is. Maybe you'll have to listen to the end to find out. That was an amazing teaser. Thank you. That was very, that was professional network voiceover level. Thank you. Congratulations. I really appreciate it. On this positive energy. Yes. Let's jump right in to the primary color bath. That is the two homes that belong to Kris Jenner and Kylie Jenner. Are they primary colors? No, they're more like a box of crayons that have yes. just been like exploded yeah. into a home. I only ask because recently on a different podcast, I had to ask how you make pink, like which colors. Red which and white. Red, I thought it was red and or is red and blue purple? Red and blue is purple. Mm, it's really we got weird. that wrong in the other podcast. I hope someone corrects that. It's really weird that you're bringing this up because I actually was driving home the other night and I was just in my head quizzing myself on like what are the primary colors. Yeah. And it's insane that I'm now that we've now all had this conversation. Well, we don't really use it in day to day life anymore. I know. There's like an outsized emphasis on learning your colors as a small child compared to how much you use it as an adult, unless you're an artist. The reason I was thinking about it was because in graphic design, there's like a few different kinds of like col- like ways to measure color. Like yeah, the hex codes. There's four color, three color, and whatever. And in three color, it's RGB, red, green, blue. But I'm like, why is it green? Like. Is green a primary? No, green's not a primary yeah, color. No, no, that's, that's, that's blue and yellow. Blue and, yellow. <laughs> and so I was like, why is green in the mix? It's weird. Is it something because of how your eye receives the... I guess so. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. Into these houses. Okay. And we talked about pink first because the lead picture on the Kylie spread on the Kylie cover is her dining room that has these... Um, spectrum of pink and red chairs. So let's set the scene, which is that there is a split cover in Architectural Digest this month, which is uh, the term for when there are several different people who get their own cover and you, depending on, if you subscribe, you could get one of a set of covers. Yes. So the two people on this cover are Kylie Jenner and her mom, Kris Jenner. Kris Jenner is has Jedi mind tricked the entire world. Well, I really think because we know that Kris Jenner negotiated this deal because she is the momager for all five daughters. So she agreed to a Kylie Jenner architectural digest cover with the caveat that she would also get her cover. She just negotiated for her own cover. It's crazy. I, I, you are actually holding your tongue. We've made it like three minutes without you saying something (laughs) rude about that, which like, why go ahead and say what you want to say about the Kardashians. It just drives me crazy that their empire began as Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which was like a play on Keeping Up with the Joneses. Like, it's like the family to keep up up with. And the basis of their fame is aesthetics 
and so-called beauty and also like like style and fashion and all that. And it is just so, uh, there's just so much artifice and so much dishonesty at every single turn. And it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy that Kylie Jenner is a 21-year-old alleged billionaire based on a makeup line that is targeted at teenagers when she, a recent teenager, has had so much plastic surgery that you absolutely can never achieve her look or her lifestyle with the products that she peddles. Like, it just makes me so mad. And I just think that they are incredibly tacky. And these this the, their homes are kind of like pop art gone wrong. And sort of like, I would also like to blame Andy Warhol for a lot of this. And it's just like such a absolute perversion funhouse presentation on like American values and Americanness, And it makes me so incredibly angry. Thank you for listening. No, I agree with all of that. <laughs> I, I I don't, you don't get as mad. Well, I just, I find it fascinating. Right. I think that they, listen, America's in a fucking shithole right now. I'm sorry for cursing, but so I agree with you that as representatives of America's value system and America's relationship to aesthetics and beauty and commerce, they are ultimately dispiriting and angry-making because America is... Gobbling it up. Well, and also just America's in a very bad place, and I think that they encapsulate so much of what has gone wrong. Yes, like Kim Kardashian and her sisters are nearly as famous as the president of the United States, and they both got their starts from reality TV and from being exhibitionists. Right, and there are millions of people who invest their time and energy and make life decisions based on people who are on reality shows. And, you know, I... It's very... I And I'm like a reality TV enthusiast, but I'm just like, this is sort of like when the robots take over. That's what it, like, it feels like to me. It's like we've lost control. Yeah, there is something... I find them such an interesting case study that I don't get quite as angry. And I think also that there is a distinction between using your fame and influence to make money yeah, and using your fame and influence to become president in order to sure. make money. Sure. And um, they're not quite as, as uh, pernicious. Like they're not nearly as pernicious, but I just I just find them so frustrating. And then like the other thing that for me that's my that's my bias that I'm approaching all it's this not a bias. with. It's it's you know. But then there's some stuff that I'm like, wow, that's really nice. Like I fucking love these flowers on on yeah, Kylie so Jenner's dining room let's table. Let's talk about the houses because, as you pointed out, as aesthetically the Kardashians are extremely influential, and like this is they have bad taste. These houses are, are tacky. These houses are not only tacky, but they are just completely devoid of original thought. Yes. It is very clear that Kylie and Chris, but especially Kylie, just hired a designer who is put together like the most popular pictures on in, on Pinterest as her reference photos or Pinterest and Instagram. There's more of an Instagram vibe than a Pinterest vibe. Here. Yeah, for sure. And the neon colors are a big part of that. And literally she hired an art advisor who just Googled the term art and then <laughs> bought the four people that she heard of. We'll go picture by picture, but it is so completely devoid of taste or style or anything personalized. Yeah, but they know personalization. Yeah. Exactly. It's also, it's a, she's a cipher and it's also not a home and a lot of celebrity homes are like this, but this is an extreme example of someone who doesn't spend that much time in her own home yes. and therefore, therefore it doesn't actually need to be functional or comfortable. It just needs to peddle an image that you sell to Architectural Digest. A hundred percent. It's completely visual. So let's talk about, so this is the lead photo. 
in the article, and it's of her dining room, and it's definitely the most visually arresting. Are you familiar with Sketch, Juliet? In London? Yes. Yes. It's a it's a, it's a place to have tea, like a British tea, but it's not the formal kind because it's like for Instagram. Right. And it's like the most Instagram place in the exactly. world. Exactly. Yes, it I, is. My friend and I considered going, and I'm pleased to say we went for tea at the Goring Hotel, which is where Kate stayed the night before her wedding, and I highly recommend it. Bottomless champagne, bottomless tea, and most importantly, bottomless finger sandwiches and desserts. Great place. The Goring Hotel Tea. I recommend it. (laughs) Let me just say, I wouldn't have judged you if you had been to Sketch because while Sketch is the most Instagram place in the world and anyone who, well, not anyone, but many people who go to London make a point of going and then taking a picture. I'm into the design of Sketch. There's an argument to me. There's a really great piece in The New Yorker by Lauren Collins about... uh, That's That's one of your faves. Yes. She's so talented. And she wrote a piece about India Madhavi, who is the artist, but really furniture designer, architectural designer, who um, built the pink couches that are in Sketch. And the piece kind of makes the argument that Inima Davi and Sketch invented millennial pink. Oh, interesting. And I think that's I buy it. definitely true, and it's a really interesting piece. I recommend it. But also, these couches are—this is a Sketch ripoff in Kylie Jenner's home. Except instead of in Sketch, there are amazing. There's amazing artwork by David Shrigley, who's an artist I really love. Yeah, he's great. And instead, you have this freaking bullshit Damien Hirst art in the wall. <laughs> so like, and also um, the light, the light fixture that's like not a chandelier, but it's like it looks like it is like a beauty salon inspired lighting fixture for a restaurant and, like, not at home. Like, there's yeah. nothing, like, warm about it. There's nothing inviting about this room where you're like, this is where I want to come with my friends and family and share, like, a home-cooked meal or even takeout, for that matter, because, man, do I love sharing takeout with my family. But, like, <laughs> but like, there's just, this is not a room that you would really want to spend time in. You'd want to take pictures there and then leave. Yeah, and, you know, I don't mind a beautiful room for the sake of a beautiful room. I sure. mean, we have a whole segment on this podcast called Real Estate Corner. Sure. And I literally just did a five-minute disquisition on Sketch. So I like, <laughs> I you know, people in glass houses. But it's just, it's a really bad, obvious, uninspired interpretation of something that is interesting and exciting. And it's just kind of like playing designer Mad Libs. Yeah. Also, I want to talk about these chairs. These are like wraparound chairs. I don't know the formal title yeah. of them. This is like a trend. These kind of like real, like kind of a leather or upholstered chairs that are like a, like a U shape that mm-hmm. you, that like kind of like wrap around your whole body. And I really don't like them. I went to a restaurant in the Palisades Village, which I made you go to one time. Oh, that was a nice time that we had. Yeah, it was lovely. And I had a good meal at this restaurant, but I sat at the bar and the chairs were like this, like U shaped. And I just felt like I, like my like butt like was like tight in them like it just like wasn't enough space. It's almost like it was weird to me. I was like, why would you buy these chairs if like not everyone can sit in them? And also seems like a lower back, yeah, so there's not were, any support and really hard to get in and out of. Yeah, it would be better at this table because there's more space in between them, but they are hard to get in and out of. And also, this chair has three legs. I guarantee these are hard to maneuver. They need wheels. I can just tell. Got to put wheels on these bad boys. Yeah, you can't put wheels over a rug, though. Just just it's not functional, to our point. I don't totally mind this rug, to be honest. The rug's fine. Here's what I want to say. I I do not judge people for taking inspiration from Instagram and for other people. And that's what Pinterest is. Yeah, and you see something that you like and you want to have something in your home. I do that all the time. It's not like I'm some design visionary. I did not invent Millennial Pink. I just bought a lot of it like all the other sheeple and that's because I like the color and it brings me joy and it 
I like seeing something in my home, but it's just so clear that this doesn't come from any personal connection totally. to anything that is in this dining room. It's just like someone pointed at a lot of different items on the internet. I agree. Let's move on to the glam room. Okay. So she has a glam room. It's like probably where she puts on makeup. It looks like perhaps this was just like a leftover room that maybe they they kind of threw together for this photo shoot. It has like a mirror with the extra lights, very classic, sort of like a modern take on the makeup mirror lights. It says plastic on t- and like a neon sign. And then two pink beauty parlor chairs, some Barbie art. And uh, and that's Marilyn Mon- as well, right? Yeah, and a Marilyn Monroe. And then it's it's obviously staged for this photo with some extra wigs. And Kylie is wearing a pink outfit. And um, there's like a, like a shag rug. And it's kind of very like, what is this, like 70s inspired? Mm-hmm. And it's boring. I don't know. This is like, there's nothing. It, this looks like a Barbie ad to me more than anything else. It looks like a Barbie dream house for a, for a real life person. Yeah. I think it's a decent photo. Mm-hmm. But as a, it's certainly not memorable. No. And as a place to live, I don't know. Couldn't be me, but I wouldn't have a glam room either. So Me neither. And there's another photo next door of the staircase upstairs that honestly looks like it's from a different house than the first two pictures in my opinion yes it's all white it has a completely um impractical fendi stroller that i like based on what i know about being a parent and seeing my friend's strollers i don't know why you use this one uh i'm sure she doesn't this is all like unbelievably staged yeah and then some uh andy warhol screen prints of marilyn monroe up the stairs and that's just like that's as boring as it can get. Yeah. Can I just, can we do the art sure. run through really quickly? Yes. And I, I, listen, I am not an art expert and I don't mean to sound like a snob. And it's also not like I could afford any of these, but okay. We got Andy Warhol. We got Damien Hurst. We got a Basquiat. We got some Tracy Emin, but it's neon, which just like looks like it's on Instagram, even though that's an artist you've heard of. I, this is really, the laziest art advising in history. Totally. And I guess as investment, you know, I suppose a bunch of Warhols and Damien Hurst is an investment. It looks— Those aren't original Warhols, though. That's a good point. I just—I'm kind of—there's no thought into this. It looks staged. It looks like Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. It's— she has, like, a reading room. It's a call a bar lounge, which, like, I would probably use as a reading room. But, like, it's— it's all of these books, and I hate this trend. It's just books that she's obviously never going to open, and they're just there for decoration. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like Toshin is lucky that this happened because it keeps Toshin in business with their big coffee table books. Uh, and like, there's no place in this spread of a of a of a room you'd actually want to spend time in. In most of the celebrity homes that we see, there's at least one space you're like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to spend time there. Even the bathroom, which has a pretty cool. Um, bathtub, in my opinion, right in front of a really big window, which I absolutely love that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The accent color is like hot pink and it's just not soothing at all. It's like not someone who's actually looking to like relax in their bathroom at any time. Yeah, I do like the window. The window is it. It's the window is amazing and the bathtub is deep and cool. I, I really like that. But it's again, like not a place to spend any time. The probably the most ridiculous room is the other bar, which has a painting by Alec Monopoly of Kylie. There's condom art by Bo Dunn and a Saint Laurent surfboard. Um, I mean, this is just like this looks like a a picture from a hotel of like a 
a cool English hotel to Yes, me. yes, totally. Like in the lobby, and yeah. then you never want to spend any time in there. And you're like, well, maybe I can switch to a courtyard by Marriott instead. <laughs> yeah, it's just, what you said is true. It's basically like our personalized Instagram playground. She's never actually going to live in this. It's yeah. just to take photos in. I am sure that there are back rooms where they actually live. And I think this is this is why I have so much resentment and hostility towards the Kardashians is because there's just like, there's nothing relatable or practical about it. And I guess that's the point of celebrity is like they're special and they're extraordinary and they're rarefied. But I just think that like fixating on them, I just kind of like don't get it. There's nothing fun in this family to me or appealing because they're just so out of touch and their attempts on their TV show and like in their photo shoots to like seem like a normal family. I'm just like, why waste the time on this at this point? Like, I don't know. It's just like the, it just is yeah, so frustrating. I have, I have a theory about this and it's also oh, a I'd question. Love to hear it. Well, not a theory. I, I do think some of it is that their primary appeal to a lot of people is still entertainment. Mm-hmm. I think people want to know what's happening. People want the gossip and they are pretty good at providing a stream of gossip that you don't have to feel bad about consuming because they're willing participants in it. So there are people watching the show or following them on like Instagram or Snapchat that I don't know whether people are differentiating between just watching them out of curiosity and wanting to be them. Mm-hmm. I suppose in this case, like we're excluding all of the true stands and the people who yeah. are like really committed, of which there are many, but there are are also many stands of a lot of different public figures at this point. It's kind, it's a weird brand of online existence sure. that you exist as someone who like runs a account devoted to Meghan Markle, which sure. like a lot of people do. But what I think is interesting, have you noticed, wow, this is loaded, but oh, I'm, I'm not thinking of any one person, so it's fine. What's your take on the trends in women's makeup right now? Have you noticed anything? Um, I've noticed like thick, darkened eyebrows is yeah. like really in. Uh, I feel like extreme contouring is really in. Yeah. And then kind of like lips and eyes are sort of like more neutral for the, for like, Extent, extent or like neutral colors, but like collagen lips are like really in right now. Yeah, the the lips and the especially like it's like a glossy collagen look opposed to like the Taylor Swift like red lip of or for that for that matter Alexander Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, that's like almost like a little bit more um, like the bright red is sort of like a kind of like the workers look at this point. It's kind of weird. The lip kits are really out in force is and, kind of what I feel like. And, and I that's don't, a huge Kylie Jenner I, thing. Yes, and I don't think that it's everyone is buying the Kylie Jenner lip kit. No, but, but it's a, it's an aesthetic that everyone's like bought into. Yeah, and I think it, it's fascinating to me how the aesthetic has filtered down because now I look around and I see it in a bunch of places where I, like, I don't think those people are referencing the Kardashians or referencing right. anything related to the Kardashians because we should keep in mind that the Kardashians are always ripping off other people sure. and particularly women of color. Sure. But it is interesting how I th- just their the level of their platform and their influence and the the trickle down of it all is it's everywhere. And I don't know that people are conscious of that. Like I don't think that there are people wearing that kind of big lip. Who are like, yes, this is because I too believe in the power of Kylie sure. Jenner. I think a lot of people don't, but they are that famous and that influential yeah. that they can just really move trends without consciousness. It's fascinating. I know. It's the I mean, and the lip kits are wildly successful. I think with the, with younger women mm-hmm. and like teenagers that I don't encounter that much, but I know they're like crazy, crazy successful. And it's true, like the collagen 
like lip kit look as like the focal point of your face is like really in right now. And I think contouring also like contributes to that because yeah. it, it creates like a shape to like draw, totally. to draw your eye there. Not that I know how to do that. And in fact, I've been wearing less makeup than ever before. So <laughs> and then yesterday, I, don't know, I, I had to explain no makeup makeup to <laughs> two of our male colleagues. Oh, no. and, and, but I was like, this is hilarious that I'm trying to explain this to you because I have no idea how it works. The one thing that I wear is Trish McAvoy Instant Eye Lift. And it actually is amazing. It's like... What does it do? It's just a concealer for under eyes. And it just like gets rid of some darkness. And I feel like it makes a huge difference. But that's literally like all I feel I have energy for. I can't imagine aspiring to this kind of look. Because it it takes... As Cardi B attested to yesterday when she said it costs $100,000 a month to look like her. This look and this aesthetic is completely unreasonable. And like is not... It's crazy that there's such a business made off of of aspiring to look like yes, it. Yes, though counterpoint. Because I was going to say, I you and I are not huge makeup people. Yeah. I, like, I basically don't know how to wear it if you want to like send me some like <laughs> constructive, positive DMs. I, I would totally let me, me know. I would love some tutorials and a makeover if anyone wants to help me out. You got to keep in mind that I'm like extraordinarily lazy, so Same. it can't be an extended process. But like, if you, as long as you're kind and supportive, let me know. But that said... Everything that I just said is true, but is also an affirmative choice that has to do with my own understandings of aesthetics and sure. the and the associations and underlying sociological implications of no makeup versus a lot of makeup versus yeah. and who I am as a woman and a consumer. Sure. And, you know, I was about to say the only makeup that I reliably wear is the Glossier Boy Brow, which mm. like says everything that you need to know about me. Right. And... I don't know that my way of entering— I don't think that's true, by the way. Don't don't reduce yourself to one well, product. Well, thank you, but I just—I think— I understand what you're getting at. We all make these at. choices, yeah. and they're, like, I— Everything that you said about the Kardashians is 100% true, but I think someone who is looking at them and making certain decisions is making aesthetic decisions in the same way that I am. Sure. I just obviously value my own aesthetics more than some other people. Yeah, it's not like either of us have opted out of, of the culture of, like, choosing what you look like in yes. the morning. I, well, that's true. You know, and even choosing to be like, I'm not going to care or I, I'm not going to care what I wear. I'm not going to care if, about wearing makeup or whatever. Like like you said, like that's a choice too. I just think I really struggle with the popularity of choosing to look like a Kardashian or the aspiration too. Yeah, it's not totally my aesthetic choice. And I think especially, you know, I worry about the people who do actually live their life by the Kardashians. Sure. Because as you pointed out, it's all smoke and mirrors and these people have a lot of resources and opportunities that most people do not. Yeah. So to choose to model yourself on a Kardashian is putting up a lot of obstacles for yourself. It seems it seems unfair. We'll get into Chris's house in a second. Yeah. And perhaps be less existential. Who who's to say? But I will say like the kind of an overarching theme from looking at Kylie's house is the continuing narrative of Kylie is not like anyone else. She is a billionaire. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a home of someone who can do whatever she wants, is incredibly talented, and is is only 21. I mean, it it just—it is so absurd. And I do think that the Barbie prints were intentional. Like, this is sort of like the dream house writ large. Like, if you look at her kitchen, which is in the slideshow, it's number 11, there's like a little— play car which is presumably for her daughter in there and she's wearing like a kind of ridiculous robe and she just she looks like a doll this looks like a gigantic dollhouse to me and it's so it's so fake this is like not a real human 
Yeah. And I and I, I think it's so stark because though Architectural Digest, I think like in the sort of like luxury interior magazine space is known more for being like for celebrity and less about actual architecture. So many of the homes are like places you'd actually want to be in. Like A-Rod's house, still think about it. And like that was super modern and super polished and fancy, but like really nice. Mandy Moore's house, still think about that too. Yeah, like, as our producer Kaya said and produce and and Kaya, like you are still assigned to this. You could write a dissertation comparing yeah. the aesthetics of Manny Moore's house to the aesthetics of Kylie Jenner's house. Which Kaya, please do that. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's also obviously not like a zero sum summary of like who they aesthetics. Are. Yeah. Also, but it's just a really different approach to being famous yes. and letting cameras into your home. Yeah. Let's let's move on to Chris's house. I okay. just want to note I did because I like with the president I avoid the sound of their of Chris Jenner's voice at all costs. So mm-hmm. I didn't watch the video, but she got the video of like inside her house. But there's no Kylie video, but there is a Chris one. Did you happen to watch it? No, I didn't. And in fact, I have not looked at Chris's home until this moment. Oh, so great. I, this so is real like time response. AV presentation, but you can at least hear me like grunt. Sure. So a, a lot of people pointed out that she has like a large baking sheet in her living yes. room. Which accurate, I, yeah, and it's like it's like up against the wall over the fireplace. It reminded me also of like the little dishes that like Urban Outfitters and other yeah. places sell mm-hmm. to like hold your jewelry that yes. are totally like without purpose but very cute. You know what? Keep your keys in those. Sure. The lifesaver. I really do recommend that. <laughs> Good them. idea. Okay. Chris's living room is immediately more livable than Kylie's. Yes, it's like not that's even true. It, like I would happily take a nap on in the sun on one of her couches. Yes. So it looks nice. I actually like a lot of like her living room. I actually like it has a the sort of mid-century modern but oh sorry look. I just to really add to the live blog experience I accidentally was clicking through a slideshow of how you too can buy the <laughs> items in Chris Jenner's home which is also in this and everything's like $8,000 to $20,000 just FYI yeah I know it's completely insane her kitchen has really nice cabinets really nice they it's um, how do you feel about these dark cabinets I like I it's like it it's a real trend I, I like it I, I'm reminded of uh Kirsten Dunst's New York apartment. Mm, Remember yes. that? That was like that's a throwback. But sure. it's they're popping up a lot of places. And so there's some I like it as well. And I think it works here, especially there's with so like, much light and white yeah, walls. Yeah. Yeah. But in general, I don't know if it would be for me. If you live in a small apartment or home, yeah. it's not a good idea to have dark cabinets. But if you live in a big place with mm-hmm. like soaring ceilings, then go for it. Yeah. And Chris's style, while Kylie's was like very much like pop art on steroids. This is very much like California meets Japan. And I have to say, I like it. Yes, I do. It's also more fun, way more functional. It's more functional. And there is more of a choice here as opposed to just a collage of popular things. I'm looking at these built-in desks. Those are completely unusable. No one will sit at those. Your knee is going to bang against the wall. But I do like built-in bookshelves and other things. I do too. And it's a good space saver. Yeah. Like this house is like actually has like some consideration, which maybe Chris did. She she obviously is shrewd and makes a lot of choices. Round dining room table, which is definitely the preferred way to uh, sit with a large group of people. And I have to say, I really, really like this painting that's in the dining room. By um, Yoshitomo Nara, who's not an artist I'm familiar with, but... Oh, yes, I like it as well. Okay. It is very nice. Yeah, like, this is a nice room. This is, like, actually a house I would spend time in. Yeah, there's a little too much. I'm clicking clicking through now to, like, the living room. Like, the granite, like, let's calm down, you know, or marble or whatever it is. I'm not into marble, personally. Okay. I love the the home theater that she has. It looks really comfortable, and it isn't too big. I don't like when someone's home theater is, like can accommodate 20 because like how often do you want 15 people to come over to watch a movie in your house just not that often 
Though I will say I went to a small screening room yesterday to see a movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I had this in my house, I would use it all the time. <laughs> I think I would become one of the great film watchers, you know? Sure. <laughs> if I had the opportunity. I've I, heard that's a lovely room. It is, yeah. I do like the indoor-outdoor aspect. I love I love doors that can just be thrown open. Yeah. You know, like basically in a nutshell, my living aesthetic is like to live somewhere in some kind of house where you can just like throw the doors open and let the the nice weather in. Um, I don't care for the marble bar. Me neither. I don't like that either. But I like that her chairs at her bar have backs. That's crucial. Nice, nice to your guests. This is like it's a nice house. It's nice. It's not visionary. No. It's certainly more livable. Her bathroom is dope. Giant glassed in shower with the with the uh bathroom. I haven't gotten there it. yet because but wow, look at that closet. Her closet. I huge. do like the bathroom. Her glam room is really weird. I know. Closet is pretty impressive. Look, this closet honestly looks very similar to the fashion closet in Devil Wars Prada, which is I know. funny. She and to be honest, like maybe that was an inspiration. You yeah. can't you can't rule it out. I mean, I just it, the the lit shelves is mm-hmm. so expensive and such a huge investment. You have to be expecting people to come and look at it because otherwise it's I a think that's why you build it. Yeah. yeah. Can we go back to the master bedroom for something? Certainly. This is like two steps. This bed is like two steps away from a dorm room. <laughs> Make your bed. Like, what is this? It's all oatmeal. Everything looks dirty and slouchy. Is this even a king size bed? Why are you Chris Jenner if you don't have a king? It size looks bed? like a queen. I. This is baffling to me. Also, I don't like upholstered wallpaper, which is what she has. Basically, it's like upholstery walls. Oh yeah. Oh, I guess that could be kind of soothing, and the sound is. That's not my main problem. My main problem is that this. This just looks like you have a mattress on the floor. You're Chris Jenner. I know. What's it all for? Four poster or something? I. I just California at le- King. At least just some crisp linens. You I, know. I love the like built-in headboard that we've we've seen from some celebs. Mm-hmm. Yes, I feel that could work really well in this room. But she should have done it. I should say the other thing, my aesthetic in addition to being able to fling open the doors is king bed. Yeah, that's it. If you can get it, I mean, that's I, like, I've, I've yet to have room for that. But nor I, do I. But I dream. Just, like w- one day, maybe if I work hard enough and dream big enough, <laughs> you can do it, Amanda. Thank you. I appreciate your support. I'm ready to move on from this topic. Okay. This has really worn me out emotionally because I just hate them so much. I felt like you you did a great job. You I, hung in there. We made some larger points. I have to admit that Chris Jenner has a nice home. It sucks. It's fine. It's fine. It it's nice. We would both live there. It is certainly not it's not my choice. The best home that's ever been in the no. pages of Architectural Digest or in Real Estate Corner. I just off the top of your head, what's your favorite house we've discussed together? <sighs> you mean in terms of that you'd actually want to live in. Oh, I like the Mandy Moore house. It's really nice. Mine's still Jemima Kirk's um, brownstone that she had to sell. Yeah. I love I'm, that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, the Leonardo DiCaprio house. The oh, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio house, which isn't oh, even yeah, designed. It's just that like just that is, dream. Yeah, that is like quite literally <laughs> my dream house sitting on a hill in Silver Lake waiting for me. Yeah, it's great stuff. Let's move on. First, let's talk about today's sponsors. On the topic of celebrities and looking good, let's talk about fitness. They all go together. Fitness makes you look better, feel better, and live longer. So why is it hard for so many of us to stay on track? The FitPlan app is changing the health and fitness game for good by making personal training affordable and accessible for everyone. With FitPlan, you get step-by-step personal training from the world's top fitness experts like bodybuilding legends Mike O'Hearn, Jeff Side, and Michelle Lewin. Whether you want to build a bigger physique or slim and sculpt your entire body, FitPlan has over 50 personal training programs to help you gain muscle, shred fat, and get the definition you've always wanted. 
for real this time. Haven't hit the gym in a while? Just get back in the game with training plans designed to turn you into a pro. More of an on-the-go workout person? Fit Plans got minimal and equipment-free plans that you can do at home, outdoors, or anywhere life takes you. And you get this all for as low as $8.99 a month. The best part is Fit Plan is giving Channel 33 listeners 30 days for free. Just visit the fitplanapp.com slash subscribe and enter promo code channel 33. That's fitplanapp.com slash subscribe, promo code channel 33. And we'd also like to talk about Hotel Tonight. This winter is a great time to check out Hotel Tonight. Whether you want to take a spontaneous ski trip or escape to a warm beach, Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book a room with one of their last minute deals. There are tons of empty hotel rooms out there just waiting to be booked. That's how Hotel Tonight scores such incredible rates. They team up with awesome hotels to help them sell those rooms and pass the savings along to you. And these aren't last resort type places. Hotel Tonight works with cool, top-rated hotels you actually want to stay at. Unlike other travel companies, you don't have to scroll through endless lists of hotels. Hotel Tonight shows you the best deals at great hotels, along with short profiles that have pictures and all the info you need. And even though their name is Hotel Tonight, they're not just for last-minute bookings. You can play things by ear or use Hotel Tonight to book in advance. And when you join Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better deals you get. To start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels, go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now. All right, let's talk about some uh, couples. Love talking couples. I know, less emotionally exhausting. For Way you. less. Jennifer Lawrence is engaged. And while I'm happy for her, I mostly just feel like a big like, huh? What? So here's the deal. We're just going to be very straightforward about this. They've been dating for eight months. Not long enough. As you know, because you have listened this long in Jam Session, you are a devoted Jam Session listener. This does not meet my standards. You have to have been dating someone for a year before you decide to get married. Yeah, it's pretty short. Also, how old is she? She is 28. Okay, that's... That's fine. He's 34. Cool. I'm... Maybe they could move in together. That would be an okay step for me at eight months. (laughs) Okay. You know, you live in New York. You got to worry about space. Sure. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's a big concern it's for her. 2000, well, but it's 2019. Like, I don't know what to say. I, I can't be the grandma who's like, don't move in together. I know. What do you think about the kind of like hip actresses of the last like seven years kind of going with these like less lesser famous guys? Like, I feel like Emma Stone is similar. I feel like this is now Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like it's kind of a trend of like these these like. I hate this phrase, but like these boss bitches just kind of like really going for a regular guy, regular-ish. Someone who can hang in their world, but is not famous on his own. Yeah. So he's a high profile gallerist per Us Weekly. He works at Gladstone, right? Yeah. Yeah. So So that means he's rich, first of all. Sort of. I don't think he like owns it. No, but he's comfortable around rich people. Yes, certainly. He's conversant and is possibly in some ways a guide for Jennifer Lawrence through worlds that she was catapulted into but maybe didn't have, like, a great entry point. So he can hang with her most places and probably makes her more comfortable. I, I mean, her last boyfriend was Darren Aronofsky, so, like— Which is laughable this, to go from Darren Aronofsky to, like, just a, a guy who's comfortable with rich people. It's not laughable. It makes so much sense. If any of us dated Darren Aronofsky, we would try to go find the most normal-ass, non-threatening— happy to hang out with person. Can you imagine dating Darren Aronofsky, the most pretentious director? No. Of that? Like, 
oh my God. And agreeing to be in mother exclamation point for him. Yeah, and going through that whole process and also sleeping with the dude. Like, no, it couldn't be me. So this seems like an extremely natural rebound searching for characteristics in a relationship that she did not find with Darren Aronofsky. I mean, maybe she found the person who meets her deeds and and sparks joy for her. Or maybe she's marrying her rebound. Or maybe she's marrying her rebound. And who could totally know? possible. You know what? Here's the thing. We don't know at this point because it's only been eight months. <laughs> You're so right. Or do you think they'll actually get married? Uh, that seems like debatable. Though I don't know. The thing about like rich people is that there's no consequence. Can... A divorce is expensive for many people, but for rich people, are just like whatever. Right, it and happens. they can also like pull a wedding together whenever. I'm sure it'll be like a quiet secret affair. She's sure. it's not like her wedding's going to be in People Magazine, right? Because uh, Jennifer Lawrence really has taken a step back from the spotlight yes. as well, um, big time. Which is another reason I get she wants to be a normal person. She wants to not deal with celebrity. That part I understand. I just like one thing I do like about this is her shtick was always like, I'm a regular girl. I like Vanderpump rules and I fart. And this is sort of like a regular girl thing to do, which is like cool. Sort of. He's an art advisor. He like works at Gladstone Gallery. That's. I feel like in New York, this is sort of like a kind of like a. Makes sense. It's not that normal. It's like pretentious normal. Sure. How about that? It's pretentious normal. But she went from straight pretentious to pretentious pretentious normal. normal. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. I accept. I don't think this is going to last. I think that like perhaps I could be duped into pretentious normal. Don't you think? I I don't even think you would be duped. I actually think... After eight months, though, I would be like, "Eh, I'm over it. I've had a taste of this pretentious normal, and I'm ready to move on. I think pretentious normal could be a good match for you, as long (laughs) as the balance of pretentious and normal is right. And also, as long as, like... As long as his pretentious meets your normal. Sure. And you're elevated. Thanks for not calling pretentious. pretentious. <laughs> How about that? That was so diplomatic and well done. <laughs> great, great work by you. Okay, next. Next couple. Yes. Pete Davidson, Kate Beckinsale have been seen together and photographed together in the Daily Mail several times over the last week. It's not been that long. But man, does she like a younger man. Shout out to Kate Beckinsale. I support it. She also um, went to the hospital last week, I believe, for a assist exploding, which is actually kind of common. I feel like that's a women's health thing that is not discussed. Yeah. A lot of women get cysts on their ovaries and they do often like explode. Yes. And it's, it's like not that dangerous, but really painful. Yes. And exactly. so kind of crazy. But she, Kate, Pete and Kate. Well, can I just say, going back to the ovarian cysts, she, we know this. She Instagram from the hospital. Well, she's in the hospital, but her Instagram is a picture of a Google News result that is, the headline is Kate Beckinsale hospitalized for ruptured ovarian cyst. And it's a picture of uh, Kate Middleton at a greeting that day. <laughs> it was she Instagrammed that. She's funny. And like literally at the end of it, she just says, back to resume my royal duties. William says hi. Yeah. She's very good at Instagram. I'm like pro Kate Beckinsale. And that's why we've talked a lot about if Kate Beckinsale were a man dating a much younger woman, we would, uh, you know, make fun of her as we do Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. There is something about her self-awareness that makes me, I mean, also she's a woman and there's like a reverse double standard or whatever. Sure. Like, feel how you want to feel. But there is also something about her self-awareness more generally that makes me think that she kind of knows what she's doing. She's and very much a part of the lip trend. Her her picture from the hospital bed, you're versus some from a couple of yes. weeks earlier. You're like, oh, that's new, but cool. Yes. Shout out to her. Yes. I had an um, interaction with Kate back in sale over the summer at the restaurant Craig's. It was about 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I met up with some mutual friends. I suppose she was leaving. I was arriving. You're arriving to Craig's at 2 a.m.? It was the one night over the summer that I stayed out till 4. 
Can I just like okay? <laughs> we'll offline on that unless sure. you want to share it right now. But there's like, not a lot to share. Arriving at Craig's at two a.m. Like it was like one thirty. Is that's a flex? Thanks, thank you. Yeah, it's not something I've done since, nor do I see myself doing it again. Okay, what's the scene like at Craig's at one thirty? I was I met up with some friends who are friends with Craig, the owner. Mm. So they were like there after hours. Okay. And then I had like a lovely conversation about books about one of like the guys who works there. His okay. name was Peter. Okay. It was like a lovely conversation, I think, about like John Irving. Great. And then ended with me trying to get a sandwich at Fat Sal's in Westwood. It was, wow. it was a long night. Okay. Let me tell you. I don't have a lot of those, nor do I. I don't see that happening in 2019. Anyway, Kate Beckinsale's on the way out. And I was with some friends, many of them male. And like she, like they, like she was leaving and I like kind of like took her seat at the table. And so that's, wow. this is kind of a brag. I don't mean it to be, but I'm just saying like, that's sort of her scene. She's like out and about, she's hanging and yeah, she, she's so are out you. here. So, and I, I was like, for one and night I like only. You. I was for one night only. Know? That was her only night. No, I'm just saying for me. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For her, I think we have the pictures. It's yeah, not it's the only night. Fair enough. Okay. But what do you think about Kate and Pete? Where Where does Kate stand in? Pete's rebound world. I'm just, I don't like talking to Pete Davidson because I'm so worried about him. It makes me nervous. I'm just like, oh, he's okay. Again, I think that there could be worse people in his life than Kate Beckinsale. Like, as far as rebounds go, she seems fairly together and self-aware. I mean, she's definitely got a uh, wacky side. Sure. I, You know, I, I'm, I'm okay with it <laughs> as long as, as everyone is happy and feels safe in their arrangement, then who am I to judge? (laughs) That's kind of what I got. You're such a great person, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to other things that make you feel happy. Okay. The Oscars breakfast. Lunch? Breakfast? What time is it? It was a lunch, you're right. It was an Oscars lunch. Actually, in fact, I believe it was on ABC, and I it was on Monday. Yeah. Rob Mills, who was on Bachelor Party, went from here to that. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I, I think he wouldn't be mad if I said that. I mostly wanted to discuss with you because of people's fashions. Yes. The Daily Mail had a because she's British had a lot of photos of Rachel Weiss. Yes. Did you happen to see her? I did. She was wearing the high ruffle neck dress. It kind of reminded me of the of the Seinfeld puffy shirt but as a dress. Yes. That's I did, true. I was not a fan and it was disappointing cuz A I love Rachel Weiss and B mm-hmm. her wardrobe in The Favorite is so impeccable. Have you seen it? Yes, of course. Of course. Sorry. Yeah. The, uh, the clothes, was, the like wardrobe, the vest, the embroidered vest. You're gonna bring her shooting outfits. I just, oh, I yeah. die for. Yeah, I simply die but, for. I mean, you don't want her to go in costume, no, do you? But I just think of her as being well dressed, <laughs> and so I was very upset to see her in this horribly horrible dress. I liked it. Uh, I just felt like she could do better. I mean, she could, but you know, it's also like a lunchtime situation. It's it's hard, right? Because you want there's definitely going to be a red carpet. You're going to be photographed, but it's also daytime, so you're trying to bridge casual you're and right. evening wear. I thought it was like a fashion forward statement. I okay thought she looked nice. Like no one else could wear that dress. Did Everyone have a would waste. It's true. I have a question for you. Yes, if you were an Oscar nominated person, yes. Would you want to have a unified theme for all of your Oscar-related appearances, or would you want to really, like, mix it up? Like, our, my style icon, mm-hmm. 2018-19, is Saoirse Ronan. Yes. Her stylist deserves several awards. She looks fantastic all the time with a lot of different kinds of looks. Yes. And would you want to Would you want to have more of, like, a sort of, like, set style or be more varied? Well, I feel like Saoirse's had a lot of different fashion looks and a pretty uniform glam look. Yeah. It's been slicked back. She's been doing a makeup thing that's not the Kardashian makeup thing, um, but it's still quite striking. Yes. And I think that's useful to kind of have some consistency because, like, 
all of these appearances are for an end goal, which is selling yourself yeah. to a group of people to vote for you. And so you don't want to be changing all the time or else th- they'll be confused, basically. Like, simplicity is key here. Right. I think fashion-wise, I don't— I think it would probably be maybe consistent instead of uniform. I would try to find something that—a through line, which would be as much for my own comfort. Because I would find this, like, unbelievably— Stressful, and well, so it's, the Oscars economy. I mean, you talk about this yeah. on the big picture is just exhausting. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. But I think it would also make me feel more confident, mm-hmm. just because you know clothes give a sense of self. At least they do for me. And so if I had clothes that fit in a certain umbrella, sure. I'd be like, okay, now I know what I need to go do. I need to go talk to millions of people. Sure, I've been trying to dress dress better in 2019, and. To your point, it does, like, inform, like, sense of self and, like, approach to the day. At least it does for me. It certainly does for me. I spend, like, far too much time thinking about clothes. Me too. I Um, lie in bed before I get up thinking, like, what should I wear today? Yeah. And I also, I tend to be sort of, I have a uniform, you know? Sure. I have things that I rotate in and out. And they are all of a a style and of an idea. Fewer better. Yeah, but it just, that's just easier for me because then I don't have to worry about it. I put sure. it on. I know I I'm going to look how I look. And may, many of the most successful humans follow mm-hmm. that rule. To, yeah. to eliminate having to choose an outfit, they just yeah. wear the same thing. That's what Steve Jobs and Barack Obama famously did. Mm-hmm. Obama, luckily, still alive. Um, <laughs> I mean, wow, it sound like he was really not. Turn. Um, can do I, I want, say one more thing about the Oscars lunch? Yeah, I want to talk about Mark Ronson, of course. Oh, okay. We'll do fashion and then we'll do my thing. Yeah, go ahead. Mark Ronson was there. He seems so bemused and like slightly uncomfortable being an Oscar nominee. It's so it's but it's a wonderful it's wonderful to behold. He's so incredibly successful. And he obviously made a conscious decision to increase his profile as a as like a as a artistic person because he has his own record coming out this year. Like yes. the, Nothing Breaks Like a Heart is a Miley Cyrus song, but it's on a Mark Ronson CD. Yes. It's like very, I, I feel like he was like inspired by the success of DJ Khaled or something like that. Well, um, that's also Uptown Funk was the same yes. way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, uh, a trend. And he, part of his bemusement is also just sort of like doing like all of the things you have to do. And so at the Oscars brunch, he walks up to the risers for them to take the picture. He like just seems so uncomfortable with it. It's so funny to me. Mm-hmm. And what I just couldn't get over is what he, what my father would call a summer weight suit. Yes. And it's like a tan kind of khaki-ish color suit with like a mm-hmm. bright green shirt. And it really is like kind of like a summer wedding style. Like send that guy to Southampton. He's ready to go. And I just thought it was kind of funny. He's really doing his own thing and like making this experience his own. And I, you know, you're squirming as I talk about Mark <laughs> Ronson at length because you love him so much. I do. Well, as I said to you when you were like, it's winter, why is he wearing this suit? Yeah. Uh, be the change that you want to see in the weather, Juliet. It's really cold in Los Angeles. Perhaps he would like picked it out before it became, you know, near Arctic for Los Angeles temperatures. It's sure. 40 degrees. We're fine. But... I he's always been like a pretty fashion forward guy. That's yes, part of his yes. appeal. And yeah, he was wearing like wide leg pants for a while, and then yeah. he moved on once it went mainstream. Yeah, and he's like quite. Uh, he's like kind of an original hipster as well. Certainly, maybe the original hipster. Yeah, and a lot like from that downtown. Yeah, like early two thousand scene. I, I once saw him at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival in like two thousand five. He was mm-hmm. like a few feet away from me, and I didn't know who he was. And I said to my brother, "I was like, who's that fucking hipster over yeah. there?" And he was like, "It's Mark Ronson." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, I thought he looked nice. I mean, what else are you gonna do? I, you know what you should do is where Mahershala Ali just looked spot on, yeah, amazing. Looked- I mean, that man can wear anything, but that's what you should do. I like. I thought that he looked fine. 
you mentioned something that I wanted to bring up, which is I have seen—so this is a tradition. It happens every year at the Oscars, and at the end, they take a class photo, mm-hmm. which has always is always released, and, you know, you can read a lot of blogs analyzing the class photo. But it, I was not aware until this year that people are called up one by one for the class photo, and everyone else applauds. Yeah. That takes a really long time. Yeah, it's like 100 people. Over 100. Yeah. I had no idea. That's how I got to see Mark Ronson walking up there. Totally. There's a lot of footage of various people walking up. Anyway, I didn't know. It seems like they could be more efficient about it. But I guess it is nice for every Oscar nominee to at least have the moment of being applauded for, even if they're not going to win. I think the idea of the Oscar class is not, like, discussed enough. Okay. Is there, like, a we've been through— Because I I think kind of famously, Barry Jenkins and Damien Chazelle sort of, like, went through it together the first year. Mm -hmm. And they were, like— Because they were, like, in the same class. Because they do see each other at all the events. But I just feel like it is, like, a thing. It's like a draft class in the NBA. Like, yeah, we went through, like, the combine and, like, the draft stuff together. And, like— Right. It's kind of interesting. And we're competing against each other. But also, especially at these—at the Oscars things, you're expected to, like, charm and schmooze and, like, befriend— other people and talk about, you know, it's the tradition in the Oscars speech to, like, thank the fellow nominees. Sure. Like, it's been such a joy to get to know you over the past few months, but they are competing against each other. Yeah. Only one person can win. There can only be one. Yeah. Which brings us to our final topic of the day. Yes. In my mind, because I'm psychotic, I'm like, you. there can only be one true best friend. And for Matt Damon, I've always thought it was Ben Affleck. Right. But there's so much evidence to the contrary, including right now, the Hemsworths and the Damons have arrived in Byron Bay for their winter vacation. Yes. And I just, I I wish I could sit down Matt Damon and be like, who is your best friend? Is it Chris Hemsworth or is it Ben Affleck? Which is such a shallow and juvenile view of friendship, I just, I want to admit. But I I just, that's where my mind goes. Well, I was thinking a lot about this, and you can't discount the wives in this. Sure. Because Matt and Ben is a pre-marriage friendship, very old friendship. And all of these photos, the couples are very much together. Yes. And couple friends— Luciana and and Elsa seem to to really enjoy each other. But, like, there's a difference between a couple friends and, like, like real friends. And boys. Yeah. I think the other complicating factor, and I I only say this based on listening to my favorite podcast of all time, Matt Damon's appearance on the Bill Simmons podcast. Yes. Excellent podcast. so fucking good. I just I could wish it had been so many more hours. Matt obviously loves Jennifer Gardner. Like, there's no question in my mm-hmm. mind. And I just feel like that's really complicated, you know? he. It's tough, as, as I work through it yes. every day, because I, too, love Ben and Jen. And I would assume also that that, that foursome had a good thing going. I know. It means a lot when you're best friends with someone, and then— you can get along with their partner, their spouse, right? Yeah. And if there's, like, if you have a partner in the mix and all four of you get along together, I mean, that, but like, barely ever happens. I know. Very infrequent. So I think it is probably also mourning a phase of life as much of any as anything else. That's a great point. I just yeah. want to point, I, I want to note that um, Elsa and Chris were running errands in Byron Bay mm-hmm. barefoot. Like, is that a thing you do there? Is it so beachy? I, I'm, like, obsessed with going there. I really want to go. <laughs> It's so funny because I, it has all of the things that I'm interested in, like beach life, yeah, and warm weather when it's not warm weather where yeah. I actually live, and I just don't. I'm not interested. Maybe I'll go winter 2020. Okay, that could be a goal for me. That sounds great. I've never been to Australia, nor have I. It seems so nice now, and and they're having like extremely hot temperatures, as you may have read about. It does seem like they're very casual there. Yes, and that seems nice. Totally. It's, you know, the barefoot thing is much like in Hawaii, you could do that and no one would blink an eye. Yeah. It's just kind of relaxed. And Lord knows I could use more of that in my life. I'd love to go to Hawaii. 
We've really covered a lot on this jam session. Yeah. I feel great about it. Me too. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>